A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, What the f are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The Female Struggle is Real is back. Yay. And this week we are talking all about festivals. I have to admit, right, that um, I'm one of those people that thinks they're really cool because they've been to like all the festivals and, you know, have done the like proper hardcore camping, like not just the glamping in a bell tent. No, no, no. I've actually taken a tent and put it up myself. Um, <laughs> obviously not actually that cool at all. Um, but I love them. I absolutely love festivals. They're my they're my favourite thing uh, in the summer to do. Obviously, I love the music. I love all the food. Oh, my God, the burritos. But also, I just love the general i hate this word but i love the general vibe sorry i hate that word so much um but i really do like the atmosphere is so nice it's just i don't know everyone's just so happy everyone's so chilled like even if the weather's horrible everyone's just up for a dance in the rain in like you know those like rubbish uh one pound ponchos you get in pound land they're so fun and i do 100 percent get it if you're you know not keen because of the whole shower thing and uh you know the toilets are a little bit gross and all that sort of thing i do understand that definitely but when everyone else is completely embracing it and you're kind of in the midst of it you just don't care like genuinely and I know I know people worry before they go they're like oh my god four days without a shower like you can't wash your hair and stuff and to be honest I've only ever showered at one festival at Glastonbury uh, they had Greenpeace showers and it was more of a faff than not showering to be honest because you had to like queue up get a ticket you know they were on number three I was number 203 or whatever so I had to wait two hours then go back blah 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 um and it kind of just took up a whole day and I'd rather have been like you know partying in the disco funk tent with mirror balls on my head do you know what I mean So I'm really excited because I'm going to Wilderness Festival this year. I know it's a lot about the food, which I'm very excited about. Um, You know, from their website, they seem to do these cool banquet things, um, which look absolutely amazing with like really like proper chefs. Like I'm talking like Ottolenghi and stuff. Um, So I'm really, really looking forward to that. So I'm going to be chatting to a guy called John uh, on the podcast today. He programs the uh, main stage, which basically means he decides which bands to put on the main stage at Wilderness and why. Um, So I'm going to be chatting to him. Also, guys, this is big, right? I have got an interview with Laura Mavulla, actual Laura Mavulla. Like, she is a complete and utter icon in my life. I think she's wonderful. Um, She's performing at Wilderness Festival, of course. I'm hoping to catch up with her there. And of course, you know, I love it when I hear your stories. I love your opinions. Um, I love getting emails from all of you. So please, please, please uh, send me a little message or give me a tweet or whatever. The email is thefemalestruggle at gmail.com. Um, or you can tweet me at mjorealdavis, as in M like Emma, E-M. Let's crack on then, shall we? 
So, Wilderness Festival um, happening in Cornbury Park in Oxfordshire. Really, really excited because I'm going for the first ever time. Um, and I have got John Amps on the phone, who is uh, the programmer of the main stage. Hello, John. Hi, how are you, Emma? I'm not bad, thank you. How are you? Good. Yes, I'm great. Excited. And looking at the weather forecast constantly. Yes, me too. <laughs> I'm exactly the same. I'm so excited to go to Wilderness for the first ever time. Um, why is it different from other festivals? It's got some kind of magic to it, Wilderness. Um, you know, primarily, as you probably know, it's not all about the main stage, which is my domain. It's about so much more than that. And I know a lot of festivals say that, but we really do put as much emphasis on the food, on the late-night parties, on all the content, on the spectacles and uh, theatre as we do on the main stage. So I think that's probably the difference. You know, most festivals put everything on the main stage and then they add some nice content around. But for us, they really are prioritised. I am very excited about the food. I have to be honest. I've seen that's a really big thing. Um, but obviously, deciding the lineup for the main stage, that's a pretty big job. How do you go about it? It gets harder and harder each year to, to do something different. Um, you know, as you know, there's so many festivals and there's only a finite amount of artists available. And we really try and curate our days. So when I'm looking at lineups, I, I really imagine myself standing in front of that main stage because you really need to see quality from the very beginning to the very end, but also some sort of cohesiveness. So we kind of know our audience really well. So we just we just really try and book stuff that we know will appeal to them on such and such a day. Now, obviously, there's been quite a lot of criticism uh, sort of recently, and especially over the years, about the lack of uh, female headliners at festivals generally. Um, do you sort of consciously try and make it as equal as possible? I mean, you know, Wilderness, you've got a fair few females on the main stage anyway. Aurora, uh, First Aid Kit... Um, yeah, who I, who I love, grid, sisters, they're you know, fabulous. Catherine McGrath, Grace Jones. You know, we. I, I don't actually, you know, rightly or wrongly, I don't think about that. I just think about the quality of the music. And, you know, I think for our audience, you know, we have a big female audience. That's not to say female fans want to see female artists, but we try and reflect our audience. So within that, it would be definitely wrong to just have a fully male lineup. But I would say in defence of other festivals, you know, it's there's it, a very small pool to draw on, you know, and um, you kind of get what you get sometimes. So, you you know, these festivals may go out and, and, and target. I'm sure we'd all like Adele and Florence and the Machine and all the others, but, <laughs> you know, they are hard to get. So I, I personally... Uh, don't think it's. It, I, I don't think anyone goes out and says, "Right, we're not going to have any females on." I think we would love to have females. In fact, we would love to have more females. You know, um, so I, I mean, I think we're represented really well um, on on that basis. Well, I'm so looking forward to it. Hopefully, I'll um, see you there. But um, thank you very yeah, much, John. Sure. Very nice to talk to you, and uh, see you see you in Cornbury. I guess the problem is, uh, you know, just talking to John there, the problem is more that there aren't enough women in music generally. It's not that um, programmers are choosing, actively choosing uh, male-dominated bands to headline festivals, but more that maybe there aren't enough female-dominated bands um, around. You know, they don't exist as much. I mean, I was brought up on the Spice Girls and, you know, the Sugar Babes, Girls Aloud, and, of course, now Little Mix absolutely rocking the charts. I mean, ugh, 
you can't turn on a radio station without without hearing one of their songs. Um, and of course, I love other stuff as well, like Haim. I absolutely love Haim at the moment. Alma, I think she's really cool. These cool Scandi pop uh, female pop stars that are coming over from Scandinavia. I just think they're incredible. And it is a really hard time for women in the music industry. I mean, I'd be terrified to kind of get involved in it, to be perfectly honest. Uh, you know, you've got uh, newspapers judging what you look every single day, your whole relationship, um, you know, could be plastered all over the front page of the sun or whatever. Um, You're told what to wear. You're told how to look. um, You're told what to sing. You can't even write your own songs. I mean, you have to be pretty gutsy, I reckon, to kind of, um, you know, launch into the music industry uh, today. So massive respect to all these female stars. I don't know. I guess this is a whole nother podcast, really. But um, I have this theory that um, the reason that a lot of women kind of don't move up to the higher levels Uh, you know in careers where there aren't a lot of female politicians where there aren't a lot of female chief execs and stuff is all to do with confidence you know um a woman is probably less likely to be pushy and send an email and kind of pester pester people to kind of get where she wants to be just just generally because of uh, a confidence issue and I'm obviously not generalizing at all um I'd be really really interested to hear your opinions on this um you can email me the female struggle at gmail.com but I do have a sort of general theory that maybe that is the reason why um a lot of women kind of don't make it to the top I also realize uh, that in a lot of uh industries uh, the top people are white middle class men employing white middle class men I do realize that <laughs> trust me um but I do think obviously there is a problem as well um a confidence problem which which I would love you know to change I mean god knows how we do it but but maybe you know if you're sitting there and um maybe you're in a band or you sing or you play the guitar um and you've always wanted to you know send a demo or a song to a radio station or to a famous label um and you've kind of never had the courage to do it well maybe now is the day maybe do it now and you never know you could be headlining a festival stage the main stage at wilderness one day that would be amazing wouldn't it God, sorry, I've gone off on a complete tangent, haven't I? Sorry, I do that sometimes, you might have noticed. Um, Anyway, back to what we're going to be talking about, festivals. Um, So I uh, went to Wilderness Festival. I had the best time. And I kind of just spent a lot of my time wandering around chatting to people, really. And it was really, really nice. So as you can probably hear, I've actually made it to Wilderness Festival now. I've got a load of women to my left hula hooping. They're absolutely amazing. Um, Sun is shining. It's really, really beautiful here. Having the best time. So I'm just going to go and find some women now to chat to um, about why they love festivals so much. What would you say the best thing is as a woman going to a festival? The best thing is meeting amazing amounts of different people. Uh, Just getting to relax and not worry about the stresses of everyday life. And just have fun and find that kind of inner child that... You know, I was just swinging on the swing because I haven't done it for a while. So I thought, <laughs> why not? I'm going to go swing. Um, and just all the music and all the things that you never think you would ever try to do, you just have a go. Because the worst thing is when you're on your period at a festival, <laughs> which I like. So, oh yeah. my God, it is the worst, isn't it's it? It's not great. These toilets here are gross, so... And there's yeah. not even any bins in the loops. No, there's no bins in the loops. So yeah, being on your period, I would say, is the worst. Everything else you can cope with, but... I mean, you can still cope with it. It's just... It's hard if there's no bins. So you have to kind of like, you know, take it with you and stuff. But you know, there's worse things in the world. The worst thing is uh, ending up on your own, probably, and not knowing where any of your friends are. If it's quite like rowdy and stuff like that, being on your own can be a bit bit dodgy I think um, the best thing is that you just get to 
chill and have fun and make friends I think and it's, it's great and like I think especially this one it's quite safe my perception of the worst thing would be as two non-drinkers getting with like a bunch of rowdy guys and being a bit like okay just leave me alone but actually that hasn't been the case here but the best thing particularly about this is just there's so much new and there's a lot of women focused um, talks and stuff going on so I think that's that's really good everyone's open-minded and that you can dress and look however you like and there's really happy people everywhere you go Yesterday I saw a woman that had like mirror ball breasts and she'd stuck like loads of mirrors all over her naked boob and I was like, that's incredible. Yeah, you can show your boobs if you want and you can hide whatever you like, it doesn't matter. Um, But with guys the same, I guess. There's no sexism really at festivals. What about the worst thing as a woman? 100% periods. (laughs) (laughs) Like bodily functions and not being able to wash, not having showers sort of readily available. Um, yeah, that. Also, toilet queues. Toilet queues, toilets, just having to go to portaloos. Um, yeah, because I'm working at festivals, I realise I pretty much use a portaloo more than I use normal toilets. Because <laughs> um, I go to a festival every single week, so I've got to get used to it. But it's, yeah, I've had some, like, disgusting situations. So you can't even escape the period thing, like the planning of the period? Oh, yeah, no, you have to, you have to plan. <laughs> you have to plan it. <laughs> I mean, that is literally why I love festivals. I went up to four random women who I didn't know. I was dressed in some like crazy bright orange and pink 70s jumpsuit with like mad curly hair, um, you know, which wasn't washed, obviously. I was like glitter all over my face. And I just said, hi, I'm doing this podcast. Like, Would you mind talking to me? And like without a shadow of a doubt, all of them were like, yeah, sure. Like completely up for it. You know, if I was sort of to do that on the street or something, I'm sure people would look at me like I was absolutely crazy. Um, So that, in a nutshell, is why I love festivals so much. You can have these kind of moments where, um, you know, you're outside, you're covered in glitter, um, you're dressed like a crazy person, like I just said, and you watch one of your favourite bands or maybe a band you've never even heard of before on a stage. And there's like a little moment where you just think, oh, my God, like, this is life. Um, sorry if that's like really, really cringe, but I remember, you know, going to Reading Festival one year and I was with my two best friends. I was like 17. I was quite young and I saw Mumford and Sons, um, who at the time were like at their absolute peak. Like, you know, they were like the band that everyone was loving. And, uh, I watched them as the sun was setting and they did like Little Lion Man and stuff. And we were all singing along. Everyone was so happy. You know, I got on some random guy's shoulders. He was lovely. Like the whole experience was just so amazing. And I'll never forget that. I don't really know why that is. Um, But it's something about like the live music and being outside and being in an environment where everyone's kind of feeling just as elated as you are. Um, And that's how I felt when I saw Laura Mavulletta Wilderness. She was doing this absolutely incredible Nina Simone tribute. Um, Nina Simone, obviously, um, I absolutely adore her. I think Laura as well is just such a complete and utter legend. I think her voice is amazing. I think the music she writes is really unique and interesting. And um, I just can't believe that I was lucky enough to catch up with her before her show. So obviously this evening you're collaborating with the Wilderness Orchestra in a Nina Simone tribute. Like what an iconic like woman in music like how does that feel to be like celebrating her it's it's epic and i'm glad you worded it like that it's celebrating her and um it's it's always a joy when someone says you you're worthy of just giving a nod to an icon (laughs) i mean 
when that when that happened with me with the David Bowie poem and I did a Quincy Jones poem recently and um, there's other things that I've, I've done for artists that I just have grown up you know worshipping I think to be able to to even just put, dip my toes in is, is a great privilege um, and to do it amongst people who think that I'm sort of understand my thing and um, you know this is how music should be it's a communal experience it's shared you know um, and it's the kind of thing you know that those iconic artists would approve of so my podcast is called the female struggle is real um, have you ever had any struggles like getting into the music industry as a woman no <laughs> sorry <laughs> I think about this lots because it's really so tough sometimes it's a nightmare because it feels like it's cyclical and it's not going to end you think that you assume that because people are smart and it's 2017 that like aged mindsets have would have passed um, but it's not true unfortunately there was there's still a lot of rigidity in the music industry and it still is a bit of a thing to be a female composer in this day and age and I, you know some days I wake up and I'm like fresh-faced and I don't care and um, I feel strengthened and empowered and then other days I'm exhausted I can't be asked with it all because it, it's boring. <laughs> you know, what? I can understand that. I feel, I feel your pain like a hundred percent. Obviously, you have such a like unique look, style. Have you ever had any pressure on you to kind of like act or look in a certain way, like because of the music industry? Not from the outside directly. I think sometimes I put pressure on myself um, because I, like anybody, you know, you go through days where you don't feel beautiful, you don't feel what you think you're supposed to look like in inverted commas but I'm with that stuff like I'm lucky that I've got quite a, a strong network of people around me like my family particularly quite quite vocal people <laughs> and uh, they're always telling me that you know you're treasured and you're loved and um, when I feel my most sort of blemished and tired and not like you want to be on a stage those are the people that carry me and and there's always something lovely. I, I can't get over Russell Brand just uh, earlier saying, I've never met the guy before and I just have so much respect for him. And uh, he just caught my eye. He didn't even say hi, he just said, you're an extraordinary human being. And for me, you know, when you know that even from afar, you're, you must be doing something of value and of meaning. For me, that, that's all it comes down to. That's amazing. Well, super good luck with your uh, set this evening. So excited to see it and um, lovely to meet you. Thank you, Laura Mavula. Oh my God, what a legend she is. Um, there's a little picture of us up on uh, my Twitter if you want to go and have a look. It's at Davis, E-M Real Davis. And um, also, if you're listening on Acast, hopefully a picture should just pop up right now for you. Uh, but she was an absolute babe. Obviously, like if you know what she looks like, she's completely uh, shaved all her hair off. So she's uh, like virtually bored, not quite. Um, she was wearing these like massive earrings. Her eyeliner flicks were like, oh my God, on point. I've never seen eyeliner flicks more perfect in my life um, and she was wearing this completely jazzy outfit I mean her voice even in that interview um, was just so husky and cool and her performance in the evening was truly something really really special um, 
honestly, I hope this podcast has persuaded you to go to a festival. If you've never been to one, do it. 100% do it. Just try it. You might hate it, in which case completely fair enough. Like I get it. I get why people don't like it. But if you haven't been, just experience it once. Even if you just go for a day, you know, put on the wellies, put on the glitter, braid your hair and get out there because um, I really will be shocked if you regret it. Thank you so much for listening to the Female Strugglers Real Festivals episode. Um, if you love it, please share it. Please like it. Please post it all over Facebook and, you know, on your Insta stories and all the rest. And if you're feeling really generous, you can even uh, do me a little review on iTunes. Thank you. Bye. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 